Well, cool. Hey, everybody. We're here for another episode of the Aviation Growth Podcast. Here with me today, I have Andy Nixon, who is the president of MRO Insider, uh, was also named one of MBAA's 40 Under 40 this year. So congrats on that, Andy. Um, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. It's uh, it's Friday. Made it through another week. We got uh, ugly sweater party coming up tonight. <laughs> um, so you know, we got got the house decorated, got the tree up, getting into the uh, holiday spirits here. So all all good. That is awesome. Yeah, I was uh, had Lindsay help me uh, hang Christmas lights, which of course I've never had a house. Uh, we just moved in last year, so I was okay. always a condo slash apartment, you know, on the road kind of a guy. So yeah. I'm like trying to climb the ladder that's like extended that got this little giant ladder thing and it's like swinging in the wind and I'm trying to <laughs> nail stuff in without killing myself. And yeah, it was uh, so it's very festive around here now. Nice. I didn't break my hip. That's good. Yeah, I've um I've had in the past like putting up the tree is like it, it sounds ridiculous, but it's and, and I think a lot of people have experienced this. It's not always the most fun activity, like mm. getting it situated in the stand, getting it straight. And I've um I've I've had over the last couple of years some pretty big um incidents that have have happened, and my wife. <laughs> has not been has not enjoyed putting up the tree. So this year she bought this like contraption. Um, it's like this tree stand where you just stick it in and there's like this crank and it like pulls in all these teeth and kind of just locks on the tree. Oh, and nice. so we had this 11 foot tree, biggest tree I've ever had. And uh, and it was a one shot deal. Like we pulled the tree in on a on a hand cart and uh hand truck and stuck it in looked straight cranked it down and it was like wow it, it, it worked perfectly so that is shout awesome out, yeah shout out to tree genie i believe it's called <laughs> <laughs> is a, is a great product for uh uh for christmas trees and for for all the the guys and gals responsible for putting up trees um it's it's a good product i, That's I definitely great. support it worth the investment yeah for sure i think it's like 119 bucks for like the xxl which could do up to like 12 foot trees and so yeah all all good <laughs> that's great nice work yeah <laughs> well, anyway, enough of the the Christmas talk. Uh, let, let, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, MRO Insider. Um, sure. You know, I'm familiar with it. I know you guys have been around for the last couple of years. Um, tell me a little bit about MRO Insider. What you guys are all about the the product and and kind of um, who's who's benefiting from using MRO Insider. Sure. Yeah. So we're, uh, we basically, uh, just wrapped up our fourth year. Um, we have accumulated now about 2,500 registered tail numbers here in the U S all corporate stuff. Uh, okay. Pilatus is all the way up to, you know, the globals and whatnot. So our main focus was to open up the market for, um, and kind of level the playing field for any service provider doing AOG scheduled maintenance, avionics, paint, all of that good stuff. And, um, you know, the whole, the whole idea is that we charge a flat fee for them to be on it. 
as opposed to a lot of the old school stuff in aviation, which I'm sure you're aware of. There was, you know, five brokers involved in this to get the part to the plane or, you know, get the engine off for maintenance. And so we kind of wanted to put our, you know, put a flag down and say, hey, look, we're just going to do these transparent transactions and the shops pay a flat fee every month and that's it and just be open about it. And the best man will win or woman will win. And, uh, you know, you're kind of in charge of your own destiny through our platform. So that's kind of how we got it started. Um, and then, of course, uh, last July, we launched our AOG slash detailing um, app. And so that is similar to how, you know, we just say it's similar to Uber. Of course, it's not as fancy, um, but it allows you to ping out within 300 miles of your broke down aircraft or the aircraft that needs detailing and get multiple quotes back from any of the mobile service technicians that are out driving all over the country. Now it's kind of become a big thing. So, uh, you know, that's kind of phase two. Uh, so okay. I think we've, we're about, I don't know, 250 provider locations now in the U.S. And we've got some over in the U.K. and some down in Mexico. And uh, we've since hired somebody down in Brazil. So he's brought okay. some locations on down there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, benefit wise, I mean, everybody does, you know, constant aviation, um, Jet East, Stevens, you know, some of those bigger guys are on there. They have their mobile trucks. So, uh, of course, they swipe in 24 seven and grab jobs uh, when something comes through. Um, but also the smaller guys, you know, we've it's been cool to see the the smaller one operation, one van things grow with us. And, you know, they're excited. They're adding people and adding additional trucks and locations. And a lot of that has, you know, been helped along by our app because they're able to win this work and get their brand out there. So it's it, it's been pretty neat so far. That's cool. Yeah, because, you know, in, in, in general, if you're a smaller company, uh, maybe you haven't been around for that long, or maybe you have, but, um, you know, maybe you haven't done all of the advertising and to, to get known on like a national or international mm. level, right. that takes a lot of marketing dollars, takes a lot of work to, um, to be able to do that. And so being shown as an option or maybe one of the few options that are available for a job in a particular area um, kind of puts you on the map and, and gives you the opportunity to, to get involved in some of these jobs. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was it, it is so expensive. And, you know, when I was I was a director of sales and marketing for Toledo Jet and they were a mm -hmm. former citation service center. And so I was right smack dab in between um, Duncan Aviation and constant aviation so it was such an uphill battle and we had you know i mean maybe 20 grand to spend on mbaa and the trade shows and whatnot and so stacking that up against constant who was doing a great job back then of of i mean they just the brand skyrocketed right and so yeah, sure it, it was hard i mean you're watching people on flight aware that's like oh man i drove all over the place through the middle of Wisconsin to get these citation operators. And I see them, you know, they got my quote and they're flying over my head and going to Cleveland. And so that's kind of how the whole thing came to fruition was how do I, how do I let these people compete? Because I mean, honestly, as you know, a lot of these guys do great work, but they're mechanics at heart and that's what they yeah. want to do. They don't want to do the accounting. They don't want to do marketing, especially they don't want to spend that kind of money on surveys and banner ads and all this stuff. Like, they used to have to do. And so this was just a viable solution to, you know, help everybody out. 
Sure. And so, like, I guess you have the the operators who are the main users on the system as they're as as they have services that mm-hmm. they need and and arise. You know, they're kind of putting out there, hey, we're in, we're in need of something. Um, and then you have all of the the service providers on there. What what's the process for like new users to get onboarded and for new service providers to get onboarded? Is that a pretty simple thing to to get rolling? Oh yeah, it's it's pretty intuitive. So you know, for the owner operator, they just go to our app website, app.mroinsider.com, and there's a little button there that says create an account or register. I don't remember now what it says, but sure. Um, you know, they <clears throat> they basically you know, do an email address, we verify it, that gets them live, and then they go in and add their aircraft to their virtual hangar, um, you know, make and model, engine make and model, and we kind of yeah. store that on there. So uh, once they're done with the setup, it's usually five to 10 minutes and they're good. And uh, on the provider side, it's a little bit more difficult. You know, we send them an info sheet, we need to size their logo, we need to see a company description, we get their drug and alcohol paperwork, proof of insurance, op specs, all that stuff. And so um, the beauty of our back end on the app is that, um, you know, if, uh, for instance, yesterday, a Challenger 605 um, giant set of inspections goes out with a do list attached, um, I believe it was flight docs actually. So it's pretty okay. cool to see that. So away that goes and it only goes to the shops that have the, the CL 605 on their op specs. So it's not just a shotgun blast to every single provider we have. So we actually go in there and, sure. and kind of like list, you know, what, what, what are you capable of for real? What do you have manuals for and tooling for and technical right. training for? And that's who gets it. So a little bit more set up there, but it usually takes us about, you know, an hour or two and they're good to go. Okay. And so you guys are actually doing a little bit of the vetting for the owners and operators when it comes to service providers. So yeah. it's not like I can go and set up an account and just be like, hey, you know, stop by, uh, stop by my house and I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll work no. on your engine. <laughs> now, in the, in the early days when we first got started, it was like that because we were looking for anybody, you know, sure. but uh, over time now with the review system and other, you know, us kind of policing some things, we've been able to flush out some of the people that are yeah. you know working out of a truck but um now for the most part we do the vetting and <clears throat> you know a lot of the 135 operators um especially like the ejms and flex jets and wheels up they've been yeah. so helpful with um you know hey can you tweak this a little bit and can you can you have it so this paperwork is on there so that we don't have to track them down for the approval and all this stuff so just between all of that and the customer feedback and paying attention to that stuff um, I think that we've got a pretty decent vetting process initially. Cool. And so like going back to the, to the early days of this, one of the things I always looked at it and said, you know, it's a, it's a tough, um, it's a, it's an uphill battle to be able to create like kind of a marketplace where you have both users and service providers, because in order to provide value for kind of like both parties, you need mm-hmm. kind of this initial critical mass. And mm-hmm. so how did, like, tell me about the early days in creating this product and like starting to get both operators and service providers up and up and running. What was that like? Well, uh, stressful. Yeah, <laughs> that was a <laughs> stressful, uh, a lot of sleepless nights, but it was, um, <clears throat> you know, it, first and foremost, we were, and we still are, we're shoestringing and or bootstrapping the whole thing. So sure. we never went out and raised any, any private equity or anything to get it going. So it was, we knew it was going to be a slower grind, 
um, to get to that point. But sure. that if we continued to be financially responsible and and, um, you know, borrow what we had to borrow, that we could, um, you know, that we eventually we would get there. And so it, it, it literally probably took us three years to start getting the flywheel actually turning. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, initially it was uh, so without having a ton of marketing um, dollars to do it. It, like you said, it was it was you go out and get these providers and and I, I think the secret for us for success so far has just been being honest and say, hey, look, we're not we can't solve every problem for you. But, you know, if you're AOG and like, you know, there's no providers, we don't have a magic wand, but we're going to watch and see. And if you have any trouble spots, again, going back to these operators, send them our way. And so sure enough, they did. They'd send us a spreadsheet and say, these are probably our biggest headache areas that we don't have somebody on standby for us. And so mm-hmm. we started hitting those areas. Um, providers got on, uh, okay, well, how many users do you have? Well, okay, now we're running around meeting with the fleet operators. And so that was the number one mission. Let's get as many fleet operators on as we can. And so that's how 70% probably now, 60, 70% are all part 135 operators that are flying all over the place every day. Um, and so you know, nobody knew who we were. They thought we were a magazine, of course. And so we had to we eventually could get cheeky and have fun with that. But Jesus, the first, you know, so three what, years. why do people, because you always say, you know, MRO insider, not a magazine. <laughs> Tell me what it, what is that about? <laughs> it was, so it was kind of interesting because in the, probably two years ago, we would be calling on people and they would think that we were, oh, MRO Insider. So apparently back in the 80s, back when I was born, there was a magazine or a publication called MRO Insider. Okay. And then so it was it was neat because now if Perry wants to get on a plane at the static display, she just ran into this. Well, the people there, they don't know any better. So she says, yeah, I'm with MRO Insider. And she's got this big camera. They're like, oh, yeah, come on in. <laughs> And so we can, <laughs> it works good because we get our foot in the door and they think that, um, you know, we've had providers think that we're going to write, we're going to write a story about them, you know, it's like, no, dude, this is how, this is what it is. And, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it was, it, you know, it, it, we know we have to rebrand at some point. We just don't know when we're going to do it because now we're getting into the, you know, with the FBO stuff next year and doing a big sure. push on that. MRO just doesn't matter or doesn't exist anymore for us as being the sole thing. So it's like, you know, that's why I offered, I mean, to sell it to you. It see, apparently <laughs> it would have a good subscription base <laughs> if there was actually a publication called that. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's been rough. So we came up with the whole hashtag. Perry's had fun with it. Um, now people joke around about it like you see on your LinkedIn post. Yeah, like, yeah it's so now that's kind of the, the the tables have turned and that's kind of what we've done with it to make it a little bit better, but uh, yeah, the end is near for that name. I it, think it, it's always tough with the with the naming because, like, you don't want to call you know, typically calling a company something that's like totally abstract makes mm-hmm. it difficult to connect with you know users, and you want it to kind of be related to you know the product and service that you're selling. Right. But then, as the company starts growing and starts becoming something else, then you're like man, we're, we're stuck with this name. And you guys actually like the name is now really well known, but as you want to start doing right. different things, people are like, well, it's MRO insider, not FBO insider. Right. And like, 
<laughs> run into the next obstacle of of nonsense to uh, to deal well, with. Well, then you're like you're you know some people think, oh man, you should have an FBO insider. It's like, geez, okay. So now we get into that. Now we're starting at ground zero with FBOs. Now everybody thinks that we're a publication that talks about <laughs> FBOs. So here we go again. But you're right, like. The guy that's down in Brazil that um, I've become associated with a little bit, uh, he started this charter online booking thing called Flapper. And that was the name. I pitched against him at MBAA, and it's like Flapper. And lo and behold, he's getting traction. So I'm sitting there going, man, all the time and energy I put into this completely swung and missed. Didn't realize there was a magazine. Called this back in the day. Okay, we're stupid. And here come these other people that have like the weirdest, I mean, flapper and like Uber is a great, you know, German. Okay. I get it. But it's just, yeah. Like you said, like, do you do something that's, you know, every time I come up with a name and send it to Perry, like Av something, she sends me back the puke emoji because everybody does that, you know, it's, it's really tough. You know, you have everything is called aviation, this jet, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Av this. And so, you know, it, it, yeah, branding is is tough in this uh, in this market. And there's like you know 15 different international jets or you know 15 different aviation this or or that. So it it yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it can be tough. Um, but like as, as you guys were were like creating this creating this platform, I know you've done. I think you've done almost like a complete overhaul of the app and mm-hmm. and the website. I know that you said you had worked with you know certain players. What was that process like? Because I know that you know in in building a new platform and you're starting off small you're getting you have kind of like this core idea that you're trying to work with um but once you get out there in the market you realize okay there's there's things that we didn't think about Mm -hmm. maybe we set this up wrong maybe this isn't really what they're looking for um but you also get a lot of um different pieces of feedback that could kind of like send you down down a, a bad path mm-hmm. so what what has that been like for you because i'm sure you've talked to a thousand people that said this is what this really needs to do and, oh yeah and so what what has that been like uh well i mean first and foremost i can tell you if i had uh, a dollar for every time somebody said i had this idea uh once yeah, um, sure. <laughs> I wouldn't have to be running the company. Um, <clears throat> so second of all, it was, you know, for us, we have a really, really good mentor in my cousin. And so like I in the beginning didn't believe anything he said. He has built a company that does well over a hundred million uh in revenue. And uh I, you know, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. This guy, he doesn't know aviation. I know everybody. It's gonna be easy to scale this bad boy up. You know, yeah. it's the only thing out there. Uh, minus a stupid name that we have. But uh, so I I really leaned on him for, and Lindsay and I both did, we would go up into the woods and like whiteboard with him and stuff. And his, it, it was always just slow and steady, slow and steady. You can't, you know, you can't, if you think of these ideas or these people tell you, write it in a notebook and then put it aside and don't yeah. worry about it. You need to be focused on, you know, on the AOG and the maintenance and that's it right now. And so, in the beginning, I didn't believe it. And, you know, I always had resistance like, oh, we have to do this. We have to pivot and go this way. And he he just wouldn't let us. We just wanted to listen and to what he said, you know. And so yeah. um, 
he would always have the disclaimer. You know, you're the one that has to get up in the morning and look in the mirror because you make the decisions. But if it was me, I'd probably look at it this way. And these are your options. And so, um, you know, we got to the point of we got carried away a couple of times, got reeled back into where we needed to go, develop things we didn't need, of course, uh, for some for some people because we're excited. Um, and, uh, and, and finally settled into the groove of where we were at, which primarily is the AOG and the scheduled stuff. And so along with that came, okay, how do we do this map feature? How do we do this location tracking? How do we tie all this in, uh, with what we want to do? And so it had come to the point where our back end on our site with the tables, the databases, everything, it was so hodgepodge together to like patch this and make this work and override this and, it, it came to the point where he said, look, it's actually going to be cheaper now to just revamp this on the proper platform that, that we should have started with, you know, live and learn. Sure. Um, and then from there, we can do this native app. We can do all this other stuff. And so that was, you know, we took our time. It took us about six months to come up with how we were going to make this new platform start out, and look and the features and map it all out. And then um, sure enough, it's been smoother. And as we continue to kind of hone in on everything, it's just a million times easier to to edit things and help people with their passwords and all the things that you never really thought of, like you yeah. said. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot that goes into it. And I think you guys mm-hmm. made a good decision in looking at that because um, a lot of companies they'll you know they've they've said we made that investment into the product and you know we got to keep running with it mm-hmm. and it really can come back to to bite you in the ass down the road, um, kind of building and trying to scale on something that's really not built for that. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. It can definitely, uh, you gotta, you know, like Stephen King says when he's writing books, sometimes you have to kill your darlings. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) that is like the, you know, it, it is terrible and you feel bad, but it just has to be done sometimes. Yeah. No, and I I think the the piece about, you know, really trying to stay focused and that's, that's a, a really difficult thing. I found myself in that, in that place plenty of times where, you know, you go out, you talk with, you know, usually they're bigger customers and they're mm-hmm. saying, hey, you have to be doing this or, mm-hmm. you know, this is the way to do it. And then you start saying, OK, well, you know, how are we going to how are we going to keep going if we don't build this? And you realize, like, well, there's plenty of other people that you can sell this to. And you know, right. with the product that you have right now, if you feel like you have a product that provides value, um, and works for customers there's typically plenty of people that will buy the product as is Mm -hmm. and so focusing on who you can sell to today i think is a really important piece for entrepreneurs and salespeople, and not getting caught up in like you know the the big future like here's the whole ecosystem that needs Mm -hmm. to all work together and of course you know you want that vision you want you want to be able to get there one day and you should recognize you know good feedback you know where this could potentially take you in the future but don't get don't get stuck by you know just getting overwhelmed by all this feedback i think that's that's really key yeah, it is. And it's, you know, I, I remember probably the most, but well, I still remember it. It was three years ago. And my cousin, I was talking to him on the phone about something. He goes, look, I, I can tell you that if you were in Silicon Valley right now, they would be dialing 1-800-FIND-A-NEW-CEO because <laughs> you are not like focusing like a laser. 
mm-hmm. and that stuck with me forever. And so that's that's what I've done. And it's it, and you know this with software, it's they'll actually will get stuck on their old antiquated like think of corridor. If you came out with a whole new awesome system, if there was some weird drop down from 1980 in HTML they would want the new system to do that because in their brain, they think they need that because they've always had it. And so being able to flush that out of people too as well. No, it doesn't do that, but it does this. Oh, okay. That's hard. It's not always, it's not, um, it's not just a change in the technology. Um, There's a lot of changes that happen in the day-to-day processes as Mm -hmm. well. Right. And so, you know, you're not out there just, you know, showing off this software and saying, this is everything it could do. Mm-hmm. They're going to compare that to how they've been doing things for the last 20 or 30 mm-hmm. years. And you, as as part of um, being like a successful salesperson and like positioning your company, you really need to be able to say, okay, well, that's how you do it today. This is how this works. And like really bridging the gap and, and showing them that, you know, you have steps one, two, three, and four, and I know that you're used to doing steps two and three, but we could jump right from one to four mm. by utilizing this this platform. And so it's not it's not necessarily an apples to apples comparison. Yeah, and no, that's I, a good I mean, point. You know, I've I've seen that plenty of times. I think that's one of the big obstacles to get over in sales, especially in aviation, because. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the processes, a lot of the technology is a bit outdated. Sure. And luckily, I think in in the last few years, we're we're really starting to see some some players enter the market with, you know, better options with more modern solutions. Mm-hmm. You know, what what you guys are doing is is definitely taking things to the next level um, for you know streamlining some of these processes, getting people connected, and so. You know, I I think that as time goes on, I believe it's going to be easier and easier to, you know, get new solutions into, you know, flight departments, MROs, FBOs, whatever it may be. For sure. For sure. I agree. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I mean, you get pushback on stuff if it's new and, um, you know, on our FBO side, it's um, as we continue to or, you know, get ready to start scaling that up. It's been, uh, you know, for the operators or for the FBOs, it's, well, I already go in and, you know, I already edit my fuel price every Wednesday already in this system. I have to do like five systems and I don't want to say, well, yeah, I know, but you don't have to because our FBO stuff is quoted. It's it's live. It's whatever the market, right. you know, whatever you right. want to quote. And so it's just, <laughs> oh my God. Well, okay, well, how does that work and what, you know, so it's, it's training people because like you said, they've always done it that way. Oh, it's Wednesday morning. I got to go do four flight and all these other things now for the contract fuel. But really, I mean, the, you know, what we found is the providers, they don't really care. They still call around to five or 10 FBOs in the area they're going to find out who's hungry and who wants to pump gas today. Kind of a deal. Right. Sure. You know. Sure. So as you guys look to kind of continue to grow from here, um, I know that you know you, you guys have a pretty active presence on social media and on LinkedIn. Tell me about that approach because I think you guys are, are pretty unique in, in some of the things that you do 
um, in, in promoting, you know, the company, uh, your customers and, uh, the, the products that you're providing. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you noticing all that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, couldn't do it without Perry. Perry's our director of marketing and she has done a phenomenal job, uh, recently elected to the, to the board of directors for the NorCal, um, uh, business aircraft association and, uh, you know, donates her time after hours, um, for social media things. And so again, we, and she can tell you how annoying it is. We just bootstrap the whole thing. So mm -hmm. everything. And I tell everybody this, like the, the, we get so many compliments from what she does and, Oh, I see you guys everywhere. And yeah, um, that's all organic and they can't right. believe it. Like there's yeah. no promotion sponsored stuff, nothing like that. Um, you don't, you don't see us in a one page ad in any of the magazines that we just can't afford to do that right now. So, um, LinkedIn for sure, 100% is our best friend. I mean, we have, have so many connections and such great engagement on there. And I think that, you know, for us, um, you know, we, we, pride ourselves on not being as stuffy, I guess you would say, as a sure. lot of business aviation. Yep. Um, so we like to have fun. You know, we work hard, play hard. Um, I played a little too hard. You know, that's why I'm sober now. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's it, on social media for us, it's just showing that we're real people, um, yeah. you know, and kind of what we do, you know, not just with MRO Insider and the fun stuff and the team, the team effort that we do, but also, you know, what we do in our spare time and, you know, who we're helping or, or what we're interested in to, to just connect with people on the, on a more personal level, as opposed to just being this machine that just jams facts and jams sales stuff down their throat. It's that just doesn't work anymore with people. They're just too educated. Sure. Yeah, I think it's a it's a different. Um, I, I talk to a lot of my customers and, and connections about this in particular is that, you know, times are changing. The buying process is a lot different than it was, you know, five or 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the idea of saying like, hey, we're going to take our whole marketing budget and put it on like a two page spread in a big magazine, <laughs> which I mean, you're talking about ten, twenty thousand mm -hmm. $20,000 in some for cases sure. for one, you know, one ad that sends basically one message of, of, about your product, right? And mm -hmm. so there, you know, there's a time and place for kind of like going big and, and spending money and, and um, kind of utilizing some of these channels out there that, that are established. But it, it, it's a little bit longer of, uh, of a game in what you guys have done, right? It's not like you can go from zero followers to how many followers do you guys have? I think you hit a milestone. Yeah, recently. about 51, about 5,100. Yeah. So 5,000, you know, let's say 5,000 followers, it's not something that you can do overnight, right? So it's mm -hmm. a longer game. It takes effort and it takes commitment and um, continuously creating content that, you know, um, tells a story about your company, tells a story about your products. And also you had mentioned is like, tells a story about you guys personally, because, mm -hmm. you know, behind, behind the logo, behind the, the software, there's real people that are, you know, behind this company and, um, are working to create something that that's really cool. And so, you know, there's a lot of effort that goes into it. Um, and it's something that, 
you know, companies, especially in aviation, can't ignore any longer. Like the right. the idea of saying, "Hey, well, you know, we'll we'll post once every two months, or <sighs> you know, we'll have our our kind of one video that we we did a couple of years ago, and we're just going to keep posting that." Um, these are strategies that are are pretty outdated. And uh, for companies that you know really want to take their brand to the next level, want to stay competitive, want to you know really drive the number of leads and, and mm -hmm. ultimately drive their revenue, it's something that they that they have to get on board with because um, you know their their competitors are are going to either they're doing it right now or they're they're going to get there eventually. So right, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's hard to break the uh, you know the younger marketing people. Um, sure, you know we they they get it right away. You know what we're doing, and oh wait, my logo can be on a map that people log into and view all the trucks and the buildings. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer, right? But then the old school is ah, we need to advertise and you know Reader's Digest, and I really need <laughs> that guy when he's or girl when they're going to the bathroom to be flipping through and see my ad for ten grand, and that's what we explain to them. You know, all they got to do is flip that page. And that's it. You're 10, 12, 15 grand right. gone. And right. so it's, you know, and, and it comes down to, you know, data and honing in, like you said, too, on what works and what doesn't. We know our best return is at the maintenance conference. So we are buying a big booth there. We like we just know that that is where we need to put it. And so I would say for because we're creative, uh, we're actually hiring. You can, So you're allowed to bring in anything you want that you can carry. You're not allowed to use a hand cart, right? And so yeah. <laughs> we're actually hiring a Sherpa this year, and we're just going to pile everything up and just have them walk in and uh, set up our booth. But, you know, we're doing like a, you know, fake campfire and all this stuff. And so it's just stuff we're going to Walmart to buy um, and, and go that route. And so honestly, it'll be less probably to move us out there uh, to Fort Worth to get the booth to get it all set up than it would be to do a one page yeah. ad for one month, you know. Yeah, so, sure. yeah, it's uh, there, there's definitely some new options out there and changes are coming. Yeah, for sure. So, how do you, you know, look looking forward into the future? How are you guys looking at this business? What's what you know? What's maybe new coming down the road for for 2022? Are you just focusing on the FBO stuff? Any new products come in that, that people should know about? Yeah. So, I mean, after, again, after the uh, dial a new CEO comment, we have decided to really continue focusing on um, the AOG and the scheduled stuff. And so um, kind of going down that path, we will be fully have um, global appearance partners integrated with us probably by the end of next week, we'll have it all tested and done. And so that is, a, that's a big step for us because we were able to recognize that, Hey, this company, uh, Jared, there, the CEO met with us, um, over in Cleveland. They just, they know what they're doing on the detailing side. They know the data, they know what people are spending. They, they have that ability. And so for us to just spin that off right away and say, Hey, look, it's better for our customers when they're requesting detailing, if they have these guys managing the project for them from start to finish, because we quite frankly, we need to focus on AOG and scheduled maintenance. And so sure. that's one integration, you know, it'll, it'll be, We'll call it a January 1st um, okay. opening. But yeah, we're uh, on top of that. We're bringing on two employees, which we're excited about. That's a big step for us as well. And they will both be 
basically focusing on the FBO side. That's that that's the world they lived in. Okay. And so trying to get that going. And, uh, you know, our goal is to add, you know, we'd like to get 300 FBOs in the U.S. added on there. And um, it, it should be neat. It'll be a new process. So here we go again, you know, trying yeah. to train people. But we don't need uh, we don't need one preferred FBO at each location. There could be four FBOs. We want all four of them on at that airport. And anyone within 100 miles of that airport so that they can quote this work and hang a rental and fuel and all this other stuff. And uh, so that'll be pretty exciting. So we'll be spending some time. We're going to be attending schedulers and dispatchers for the first time. So that'll be pretty interesting. Uh, cool. Are but, you guys going to have a booth there or just walking? Now we're going to walk it because... Uh, our intel from the uh, what the guy that we're hiring, one of them is just it's just a line of FBOs, and so yeah. we could just go from one table to the next. Yeah, it's not going to cost them anything to be on. We're just going to end up flat fee uh, charging them per per uh, aircraft that we send there for fuel okay. and whatnot. So it's cool. kind of a you know low risk for the FBO. They just have to fill out some paperwork, um, and then of course that'll be integrated with our moving map. So if you're going somewhere from, you know, if you're in Europe and you're coming to the U S or wherever it may be, you'll be able to see our locations for FBOs and ping directly to the FBOs if you'd like, and, and kind of figure out your game plan from there. So, um, yeah, that, that's really about it. Just, just trying to stick with what we, you know, with what we know, adding more tail numbers, of course, and, and having fun along the way. Sweet. Oh, it's it's uh it's cool to see the the progression and and the new things that are coming down the road. Um, hear a lot of good things. I'm not a I'm not an MRO insider user, but I know a lot of people that uh, that are and um, have uh, appreciated what you guys are doing and and working with with you and the team. Um, a lot of good feedback there. So that's good to hear. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on, Andy. It's, uh, it's good to yeah, connect for and, me. uh, yeah, thanks for coming on a second time. Um, because we, <laughs> we did this once before and, uh, we had some technical difficulties. So, um, yeah, thanks for, uh, for doing it again. And, um, yeah, we'll probably see you at, uh, schedulers and dispatchers. I'll be out All right. there. No booth at, at this time around. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll also be, uh, just walking the show and, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you there. Any, right. uh, where, uh, if, if people are looking for you, where can they find you? Uh, well, on the snowmobile trail here in about a month, it's cool. probably the best place <laughs> to find me, but, uh, no, probably LinkedIn, uh, definitely look me up on there. And then, um, if you visit our website, you can ping out to us. We're extremely responsive. So always, always willing to talk and chat and help out where yeah. we can. Yeah. So if you're an operator or if you are a service provider, make sure you uh, reach out to MRO Insider, get involved. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Andy. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right. <laughs>